What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the RP Experience. I'm your host, Andrew Regenhard, with Real Producers. And today, we're going to be talking with Chloe. <gasps> Can you please say your last name so I don't butcher it? Of course. My pleasure. It is um, Chloe de Malassimoulin. Yeah, what she said. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to get that one. Uh, I try a lot, but uh, that uh, one's I had high hopes for you. <laughs> We're going to go with Chloe. We like Chloe. <laughs> um, she's one of our top producing agents here with Premier Sotheby's International Realty. Chloe, it is great having you on. Thank you for joining us today. It's my pleasure. I'm excited. So Chloe actually got a real estate license in 2016 while she was working at a boutique wine parlor, but later discovered that she wanted to place her focus on real estate full time. Chloe has a strong passion and ability when it comes to focusing her efforts on serving and helping others. When Chloe isn't busy with work, she enjoys exercise and fitness and as well as traveling and visiting friends and family all around the United States and outside the United States. So welcome uh, on to the RP experience. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. It's, it's a great pleasure. Love it. So we're going to be really talking um, and discussing different things. Uh, a couple of things of your passion, obviously, you know, fitness and, and health, which is important to you. But also we're going to be talking about marketing, you know, and, and, you know, you're a big proponent of marketing. We're going to talk about that, how that can benefit the agents and, and different businesses as well. So okay. we're excited. Um, Chloe. I think you were, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I remember when I first sat down with you, uh, that's not actually your full name. Can you, can you give the listeners your actual name? This is impressive. Um, I believe you have a multiple names. I do. I have 11 names total. My full name is uh, Clotilde Marie Francois Henriette Tardu 132 Malassimoulin. Okay. So please explain, like, how, how do you have so many names or like, what? Like, I'm Andrew, confused. you have no idea. I have three brothers. They have just as long as names as I do. And I cannot tell you what their names are. I know part of it because we share part of it. But the French culture is very historic. Yeah. So we take names from our family members um, that have gone, you know, deep centuries and centuries ago. And we, we keep it alive by keeping it in our name. Oh, my gosh. I could not remember that. I mean, I guess if it's your own name, you have to remember it, but that's incredible. Yeah, I that's just really learned it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Before you're like, well, I got to get on the podcast and talk about it. I yeah. should probably remember it. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Well, let's let's get these listeners a little bit up to speed. Like, okay. who are you, Chloe? Tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, when I was listening to your intro, I was just thinking about everything that I've done prior to real estate. And I've done, I feel like everything under the sun. I've worked. It's good experience, yeah. right? Yeah. And then it all comes down to, to sales. It really does. I worked at a bank and was an assistant for wealth advisors. Okay. I worked at a restaurant, um, being a cocktail waitress at a wine bar. Yeah. I worked in a pub at the Mercado when it was new. Oh my gosh, really? So I grew up in this town. Yeah. I saw it grow. Yeah. Yes. And um, real estate was... One of the last things that I ever thought I would do. Yeah. I was the last one in my family, Andrew, to get my real estate license. That's awesome. Everyone's like, you were well, reluctant. <laughs> I was. Everyone is like, well, people get their license, but they don't do anything with it. Right. Now, my what I could tell other agents and other people by that is 
do not let any industry ever intimidate you ever for sure there's always a way to stand out and be great yeah that's so powerful and that's so true i mean sometimes you hear of these things of oh that's a you know let's say a male dominated thing or that's a female dominated who cares oh my goodness or hey that you know you can never break into that market because you know that's only for older people and you're younger gender you know it's just it doesn't matter they're gonna say you're not going to be able to fit in xbox right but you really can you know and that's that's powerful at the beginning when i was in real estate and um i did have people tell me like do you do really well because you're a girl Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i said well let's think about this you're you're working behind a bar with your boyfriend do you bring in more money than he does (laughs) i don't think so (laughs) that's true i guess you got a point so um well we're we're excited to have you on you know first thing we want to talk about because we know this is a huge passion for you is your health and fitness so like what do you enjoy most kind of um about your workout routine and what is your workout routine I'm actually, I know this is my, this might be a very unpopular thing, but I'm big into cardio. Okay. (laughs) Cardio. um, And I, and fitness has been a big deal for me because years and years ago, I decided that I wasn't going to do fitness or be involved in fitness to get to a certain weight and then stop or work out for the next trip and then stop. I truly wanted it to be a lifestyle, something that I could take with me the rest of my life. Mm Mm-hmm do it at whatever age and not drop off from it. So Mm -hmm. that's why it became more of a every day or, you know, three times per week type of thing. And it's very important to me. That's awesome. So what kind of car do you do enjoy the most? I really like cycle bar and I've I've actually just tried, um, pure skill fitness. Have you tried it? I'm not familiar with that one. No, I like it. Okay. Is it it different? What is it? It's kind of like an orange theory in a sense, but I just like the local vibe there. Yeah. I don't believe it's a franchise, but it may be. Okay. Um, but it's right at like Food and Thought towards downtown. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Okay. The people who own it are so nice and nice. I love the workout. So it's fast paced cardio, but weights and heavy duty. Interesting. That's cool. I uh I have to admit I did a switch. I was always the typical go to the gym and you know, I guess you'd consider like bodybuilding, like workouts. I, I never did bodybuilding. I don't even have the body for it. Um, but like I would do the, those workouts, right? Like the, the routine. Um, and uh, finally, my good buddy owns a gym and it's a CrossFit gym. And he's like, you should give it a try. And I have to admit, it's so much more cardio built in with the strength training and it's amazing you know and i really do enjoy kind of getting my heart rate up i enjoy the fast pacedness of it like it's an hour workout you know maxed out and i'm dead after and it's so great and it's let's let's be real here it's way better for timing and scheduling because spending an hour hour and a half in the gym and then all the drive time like it's too long in your day I agree. And fitness, I truly believe that it is a huge part of the Naples community. It is. We have, it it is a whole lifestyle. It's friends that last forever. And it's kind of like what I relied on when I went into like a little sad moment or so, like we all do here and there. It's like, well, I can always wake up, go to the gym or go to my 
cycle bar, see the same people, they're happy, Agreed. and it's a little community. They'll always invite you out and stuff, and it's good influence, so and I enjoy th that. And the thing about it is we're in a beautiful town, like a very healthy town, yes. right? Like we all can be outside and stuff like that, and I think that portrays a lot into the health, right? Um, it was tough when I was up in North Dakota because it was so cold. You're uh -huh. like, really? I'm going to go outside to go to the gym. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's tough, so it's pretty cool. Now, you had mentioned in the morning, obviously, uh, you said morning routine. So how does that morning routine help you throughout the work day? It, it's just being consistent and being consistent really plays a big role in our business or in my business, the business of other agents, mm -hmm. making your phone calls. I mean, what I do is I, I get up, I go do a cardio based workout and then I incorporate a lifting workout. I go home, I get ready and then I start with my day in, in real estate. And then outside of that, I try to think of, okay, now that I've accomplished my my, biz, uh, my business part, my tasks mm -hmm. and such, how do I network or meet other people or reach out to some who have shown some interest on um, buying or selling or so and right. do that? And I've also joined a country club. Oh, that's cool. So it's it's nice to see people on a not work basis yeah, and yeah. see their friends, their family come visit. So it's nice. Adds a little bit of diversity between um, the relationships with everybody. That's perfect. Yeah. Well, good. Well, congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, so so let's talk about you said earlier the, you know, you were the last one in your family. Um, uh, rumor has it you have some, uh, s like an uncle, uh, does some unique things uh, overseas. So tell us a little bit about that journey within real estate. Yes. Um, my mom's family is in commercial real estate. They've built subdivisions. My uncle's huge into commercial. They lease out Walmarts and um, Dollar General stores all over the United States. My brothers got their real estate license and my uncle he is a castle realtor in France. So he, <laughs> a castle realtor, castle realtor. So how you choose a property from his website is you do it by region. You do it by region and you highlight it's on a map that highlights by the region of France. And oh then gosh. you I'll have to send you the, uh, the website That's just, cool. just so that you can just play with it and, so and see what you think. Castles. Yeah. There are castles, there are manors, there are, you know, homes and farms, it, it, there's tons, but, um, he does that. He does very well. That's so cool. Uh, yeah, probably castles probably are not cheap. <laughs> They're not cheap. The upkeep is the worst of really? it all. Usually people who own castles will, uh, maybe renovate or section off a certain section of the castle and deem that livable. And the rest, the rest. of it kind of, is just, ignored or like looks nice but cool. they yeah. can't heat the whole castle it's just too expensive you can only imagine i mean it's older obviously yes. so all that upkeep in general because of the age but it's a castle i mean interesting yeah you've got like six foot walls it's huge it's crazy <laughs> that's yeah. probably pretty fun that that would be a cool showing that i'd love to tag along yeah on. well i hear that the people who buy castles are buying them because they are more of like historical gurus. They yeah. they love the story behind the castle and they search for that specific area because of what occurred in the war and how that castle was affected. So 
they're really enthusiasts, just like we have yeah. car enthusiasts yeah. here. And some people go after collectible older cars. Yeah. Some people buy castles. Interesting. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. All right. So why were you reluctant? Not why were you reluctant, but like what actually forced you to say, all right, I'm going to do real estate. Like what got you into it finally? Because you, you said you were you kind of last one of the family members to, to join in. So what got you into real estate? You know, um, I can't remember what exactly it was that got me into it. Maybe I was just like, I'm going to give it a shot. Why not? I was doing everything in sales under yeah. the sun. Why not this be one of them? Yeah. But because um, I was told that so many people fail from it, it motivated me yeah. to give it a give it a more of a harder try. Yeah. And with that being said, I we often get told in many different types of sales markets that, oh, be careful. It's saturated. It's saturated with lots of great agents out there. Maybe like hairdressers. Yeah, yeah, it's saturated. There's a lot of girls doing hair out there. Do not ever, ever let anyone tell you that you can't be the best. Yeah, I'm into that. It's awesome. So what's the most rewarding part about real estate then? The rewarding part is just, the, I just love the start to finish process of the transaction. And you're, I mean, it's a big deal. These are huge investments. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the hurdles that you guys get over, you know, I, I always talk about this, but it's like the highs and the lows, right? Like you're all excited and you're like, oh, it's going great. And then it's, oh my God, it's going bad. And this, and, right. this and then it's like back up. And you know, it's like, it's probably that. It's, it's like a fun. good book. <laughs> it's like a good book. It's got a start. It's got a middle. It's got drama. It's got the ending. It's got a lot going on. And then you're off to the new book. Yeah. Or maybe cool. you're reading a few at once. Exactly. <laughs> We're listening. I'm a, I'm a, hey, look, we're on a podcast. Oh, like podcast. okay. Yeah. That's yeah, true. Um, so let's talk a little bit about what you're doing probably more than other people, right? And, and you're very passionate about, which is marketing. Um, you've done a great job on marketing yourself. Um, but obviously it didn't happen overnight. Marketing is something that takes a long time. Branding takes a, a great amount of time, effort, and money. Um, so what's like, what's marketing mean to you, Chloe? It means everything. I have a ball with what I do. I love what I do. And I do believe that it shows through in the marketing. Okay, yeah. With the videos that I've done with Cheryl in the past mm -hmm. and the pictures that I've done. The last photo shoot I had for my pictures were inside of my own house. Yes. It looks awesome. like a model house. It looks great. That's fun. Yeah. Awesome. So you're using the marketing, obviously, to gain the clients and different things, or you're helping the marketing or helping the clients with marketing to sell or buy right property. So um, why so much marketing? You know, some people like, oh, yeah, I do some marketing, but, you know, I just don't do enough. So wh why do you think um, you've done so much marketing and why has it been so successful? I like to stay in front of people and we can't be everywhere at once. So I try to, and, and I do think it's impor important to diversify when you're marketing. So I do postcards. I'm in multiple magazines. I do videos. I have um, email blasts that go out. Mm -hmm. So every sort of avenue that someone could potentially have that are my potential prospects or so, they should have the opportunity to call me or see me or think about me when they're thinking about making their next move. I get really upset if I don't even have a shot 
that's what I get upset about. Mm, interesting. Yes. Yeah, you don't. If, at least you're not giving the opportunity, right? Yes, I want an opportunity. So that's what I'm doing with my bold marketing is providing myself with the most amount of opportunities that there are. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, and it pays for itself, Andrew. It really, really does. Yeah. It does. Yeah, it pays for itself. I mean, obviously, marketing is not cheap, but when you get multiple listings from the marketing you do, it's gotta, it's gotta come back in the in the end, right? When I'm on an appointment and they're like, "Oh, what kind of marketing do you do?" and I'm like, "Oh, I'm so glad we're talking about this already." I show them all the marketing that we do. I also talk to the clients and say, "Like, what do you want to do?" Yeah. So I actually get them involved in the creativity if that's what they want. They're like, "Oh, we should put cars out in front of our house, or we should do." The photographs here or we should make it zoom in like this or zoom out like that or we should put pictures in this magazine so i really like when they become my partners and get on board with the creativity aspect of it that's cool i love it so you're getting their opinion not just telling them what they should do yeah interesting and i can show it to other people and be like you know your neighbor this is what he chose he yeah. did this i can't take the credit for it right right and they like that yeah that's powerful all right so why would an agent not market then I've, I think it's short-sighted. I really think it's short-sighted. I don't think that I can hear someone say that they cannot afford to receive the next deal. Okay. And that's what I feel is what I hear when someone's saying that I cannot afford marketing or I don't want to spend it on marketing. Right. There, it, it's, it's important. I truly believe in it. And I think that there is marketing out there that you can get. There's... um like $70 a month on email blasts that right. you can make yourself. So there is absolutely zero excuse not to be marketing yourself. Right. Makes sense. Um, and if you want to, I, I think like if you're specializing in a certain area, the best bang for your buck on marketing would be a, a postcard that represents you. And I know you might think, oh, it's cheesy. But when people gain to see your face around the community and they receive the marketing on you know, at their door and then they see what you're sending them, um, via email, you're gaining trust mm -hmm. that you're in it here full time for the long run. Yeah. You're not just, Hey, I'm, I want to do one transaction for you and, and see you later. You're going to be like, I'm, I'm the realtor of this area. So when you're ready to sell, I'm here for you. Right? You're showing them mm -hmm. your, your loyalty to the business for sure. And you have stake in the game. Yeah. hundred percent. Love it. All right. So you had mentioned this a little bit and maybe it is the kind of the postcard or the email or whatever, but like with, with newer agents, you know, they're, they maybe be, they're a little tighter on their budget. Um, what would you, what would you say, um, would be the best way they should start in regards to marketing? I would say start by specializing in a small area, okay. a small area. Maybe it might even be your, your own neighborhood. Yeah. Okay. And, um, send an email blast if you can receive an email or um postcards yeah but m the most organic way that you can meet people honestly is being involved in that community okay being involved so yeah. going to the open houses introducing yourself Just to people out. yeah there's a lot of homeowners or neighbors that walk into open houses all the time yeah We'll cut that out. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, you know, just getting out, doing the things uh, that people usually would do to build, let's say, relationships or, or meet people um, are, are how you're going to gain relationship for business too, right? It's a personal, yeah. sometimes it's business, sometimes it's a mix. I right? also hear people say like, if there's like, you work out at this gym every single morning, don't keep it a secret that you're an agent. Yeah. And you talk to people and yeah. that's the area you're interested in helping people because they have something in common with a similar passion like fitness yeah. than what you do. And you happen to be a real estate professional. Yeah, yeah. So just getting out there wherever it may be. And it's going to have to be probably pretty organic yeah. if you're new and you're working with a limited amount of resources. Agreed. But the least expensive way would just to personally go out there and meet people, network with people, get the word out there organically. Yeah. And then it. once you receive a little bit of reserves start those postcards. Yeah. And, and that's the thing that I think people forget is that when you start, you know, st probably start selling, you need to think about taking that and reinvesting in for, th for the future growth. Right. Um, so yeah, that's smart stuff. So another good idea just <coughs> to add is know how much each property costs you okay. in marketing. So how much do your photographs cost your postcards cost? And that way, you know, you know, you're, you're, grabbing a hold of what your marketing is and, yeah. and it's organized. Yeah. So you can kind of track the ROI and whatnot. Yes, absolutely. Makes do sense. you increase certain areas? Do you decrease it? Yeah. Be analytical about it. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Well, good. Well, let's chat about the three questions that everyone gets. All, All right. right. Um, so the first one is a very challenging one. Um, it's how has a failure or an apparent failure set you up for a later success? And do you have a favorite failure of yours? That is a very tough question. As an entrepreneur, we see failure as opportunities. So yeah. I don't have a bad relationship with failure at all. Um, so uh, what, let me ask you then, I'm going to repreface it sure. because you said every failure becomes a learning experience. What was your greatest learning experience? Mm, that is a good one. Wow. I think. <laughs> I think. Trying to stump Chloe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we can think about it. We mm -hmm. can we can take the pause out, so it will be like I'm trying to stump you, and then you'll go. So okay, yeah. all right. Uh, a I would say a mistake that I learned in my own business was, in in it. Let me think here. I like I want to tell a story about something that happened that changed my business into something more um, organized and something okay. more powerful. And a lot of agents won't do this. All right. So I had uh, a meeting with a client and they were looking to buy and they were looking to sell their home. And I was working with them, but I didn't really realize that they were talking to and maybe I was just naive or felt like a little bit stronger with their connection or so. Um, but I didn't think that they would just buy without me and and list without right. me, right? But hello, agents, we've all been there. Right. We've all been there. Right, right, right. But it was it was something that personally, not well, maybe personally, because I put a lot into my business. Right. But it it left me like like feeling a little like, like a failure. Like you failed yes, internal. Yeah. Absolutely. I felt like a failure. Right. And I felt a little cheated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And from that point on, my business became a little bit more um, 
structured. Right. Structured. So I would have a conversation with people and I would invest a lot in like lead generating systems. And I would have a conversation with people and say, hey, yeah, I know a lot about this area. There's a lot of value that I could add to you. What places are you thinking of? So it basically that conversation became kind of a consultation yeah. on the phone. And I said, well, um, I would love to work with you, although I have to stay committed to the clients that sign the buyer broker agreement. And um, yeah. because it's it's a time management thing. Yeah. I spend so much on marketing, so much on the leads, and I have so a good amount of clients that I'm working with, and some may purchase in six months, some may purchase tomorrow, right. some may purchase in three years. But there's one thing that I need to know is that everyone that I am working with has 100% turnover. Right. As much as they, it won't be that way, but it, it's not going to be... I don't want to work with someone who's working with multiple different agents when I could be just devoted to that one buyer or so. I agree. Who just is actually needing you to write back, needs your attention, is loyal to you. So it, it provided me with like, hey, very upfront conversation with people to say, I would love to work with you. But yeah. this this you, shows this me that you're yeah. yes this shows me it's reciprocated yeah, yeah. and it really organized my business and it was a way it also gave me peace of mind for sure with the people I was working with oh yeah 100%. yeah that's powerful yeah I think people should look at that and they should apply it they should say you know hey I don't want to waste my time and I don't want to waste yours like you know would you like to work together or not you know there's a lot of agents. You know, I think this would be great and I'd love to work with you and serve you, you know, but we got to have, we got to be reciprocal. And that's Andrew, powerful. I had a $10 million buyer and he um, wanted me to send him properties. And I said, okay, well, I had that consultation with him. I sent him the um, in- introductory email with the buyer broker agreement. And I told him in the consultation about what, how my business is structured and the formality of it. And he told me up front that he was working with multiple agents and mentioned, you know, big agents' names. And I said, well, I can appreciate you being very upfront. Um, and I'm, I'm pleased that you do want me to send you properties, although I will not send you one property and unless that buyer-broker agreement is, is signed. Although if you have any questions or anything, I can help you when I'm not helping other clients, but it has to be strict. It's like some of these top buyers need to be said no. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right. Well, Chloe, it has been amazing. We're already out of time. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. It's always a pleasure. Always enjoy enjoy seeing you. Oh, thank you, Chloe. Yeah. Well, as always, RP Experience, extremely thrilled to have you on here. We're here at VentureX at the podcast studio. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you.